You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 11. This episode is brought to you by Nashville SC's Soccer Moses, reminding us all to let his people shred. Uh, uh, no, no, um, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by co-host Blaine Riffle. Uh, Ashley could not be with us tonight because her son has gotten a little sick, so she may join us later, but uh, she is uh, currently not going to be able to join us tonight, so good thoughts out to her and her family. Uh, but we'd also like to welcome our very special guest, Tyler Norman, a.k.a. Ranchinator from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community how is everyone tonight i'm good doing really good uh fantasy isn't but i'm doing good ain't that the truth if uh if yesterday or last week i said don't talk to me this week i'm saying just keep not talking to me um no maybe not there's 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 some happy points to this week Uh, we'll just go ahead and get right in to all that oh wait a minute first do do you want to talk about your surprise, Tyler? Or are we going to ease into that? I mean, it's already here. We are obvious that we um we got some Pines love today. That's right. For those of you listening, uh, Tyler is a Seattle boy, but he is one of our big uh, Pine supporters. As you know, that's sort of been the theme of fantasy this year, at least from from the MLS Fantasy Boss network of of leagues and in, in the community that we have. It's like there's just been this underline it's of, pine season. Of pines. Yes. Yes. It's pine season. Um and and what better way to honor that than Tyler himself also donning it on his body. So the Pines kit in its full glory tonight for those <laughs> of you listening or watching. If you're listening check out at least the beginning of the stream to to see Tyler in his, in his Pines jersey. Uh, okay, but let's go ahead and and recap what happened with our teams and then some of the takeaways that we have from round 10, which was just, I don't know if cluster's the right the right word for this, but Blaine, how did you do? I got a 50-point 50, 50 week. Um, I chose the wrong heel to die on for this one. Ooh, I went fun. Fun. Yeah, I went ahead and captain heel. Um, I had discussed going back and forth. In the end, it only cost me three points. Fragapane was my backup. So three points is three points. It could help a lot making Champions League, but it's not like I hit a three-point heel week when my backup captain choice, which I was afraid was going to be Nani when that came up, was going to get a 14 or a 15. Um this was this to me just wasn't a killer week. Uh, 50 is 50 kept me where I need to be in my overall ranking. I was nine points off of a Champions League spot last week, and I'm still nine points off of a Champions League spot this week. And so I, I didn't lose ground. And on a bad week like this, that's really all you can hope for. Best case scenario is not lose or is is to go up. And we've seen some good scores pop up this week. But um, <laughs> yes, not not losing ground is all I could ask for on a week that was this bad with the three point captain. Uh, the only change I really made from the show was I did bring in Busio as my fifth midfielder for his nine, 
which was very important for this. And then I had I kept Gressel and DK on the bench, so I got a lot of points right there that I knew I was going to be able to take. Uh, Ashley sent in her results. She ended up with 54 points. Uh, spoiler, the high score of us tonight. Um, and she did have uh, some swaps, um, but that did not save because she was at a barbecue and had bad service. So oh, we get it, Ashley. Send in, send in the excuses while you're gone. Um, but she's still 50 spots out of the Champions League with her 54. So uh, congrats to her. Uh, I myself, uh, again, still don't talk to me. Um, I had 44 points. This was a, a pretty disappointing week for me as well. A few of my guys hit uh, Gressel off my bench with the massive game that DC had. I would have hoped he would have had a better game, but everyone was having games. There, there was just goals everywhere. Um, my keeperu didn't really work. Some of my switcheroos didn't work. By the time I got done to Chicharito with his scratch, that just wasn't – I just didn't have anything else left that I, I could play with that. So I got 44 points, yet I managed to win every one of my head-to-heads this week. So – that is how I know that it was definitely a very rough week from a lot of people. So, but people out there like from um, the MLS digital Facebook group getting almost 80 points and people like Samurai Panda getting like 60 points, you guys did awesome. And I am so happy for you, but this was just this whole second quarter for me of the qualifying has just been a giant frustration and I hate it and I hate it so much. But uh, for those of you, I'm seeing I'm seeing some similar scores in in chat as well. Um, low to mid 40s, upper low 50s. Like I think this was really just a week where all sorts of banana stuff happened and didn't happen. And uh, if you did lose a little bit this week, it's probably not a big deal because a lot of people are in your same boat. Um, Tyler, how did you do? Uh, I'm the low on the week. I got uh, 42. <laughs> um, Good number. My excuse is I didn't take my own advice that I gave people. I said uh, in Discord multiple times that Madran is a decent pick, and he put up 11 points. He wasn't on my team. Uh, I, w- I talked to a few people. It was kind of secretive talks about Fabio, but and he put up 11 also, but again, not on my team. And then uh, shout out to Donuts, who double dog dared me to Captain Lucho and put up a measly two. <laughs> Uh, good thing that he'll only put up three, though. And uh, shout out to Ashley. She uh, beat me in the Fantasy Insider head-to-head this week. Yeah, I rough. had a rough it week. It was tough, but I think that goes to show some of what Christian was talking with us last week is avoiding the chalk. And some a lot of these picks that people were going with, especially with the heel captain, we were talking about that. We were talking about the toss-up between heel and Fragapane for captains last weekend. And Fragapane was definitely not a chalk pick for, for a captain. And so that's exactly like what Tyler was saying, looking at people like Madran and Fabio. Those are other people who did who did well, who just were not not outside of the conversation, but just, I guess, mainstream, the, the chalkboard type picks yeah, right here. So exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Acosta was really disappointed because it just seemed like so much was there for him to be able to take advantage of with what Houston usually allows and what he tends to produce. And it just seemed just set up for him to get some bonus points. And that was, but that's why he was a switcheroo for me and not a captain. That was, that was he crazy. looked lazy in that game. I'll be honest. <laughs> he was I mean, like shuffling feet. 
my, my wife says, how does Cincinnati do? And I say, we didn't lose. And that's like the biggest praise I can give at this point. So we didn't lose. And that's what happened. Uh, but let's talk about takeaways from round 10 before we, we get too much. We're starting to get a little bit of that already. Um, nothing from Ashley, but Blaine, what do you have? A uh, big one for me was bonus points. Um, I know Discord was talking about it a little bit. Go with your bonus point mids. Not all of them hit, but find those bonus points. And really with a crazy week like this, unless you happen to get one of those clean sheet teams, um, bonus points really were a huge difference maker on the back end. I know I stuck with Beasler for the bonus points. I know there was a lot of debate between Beasler and Kalanich um, because Kalanich is on set pieces. Gets When he gets into the attack, he can put up a lot of points. But Beasler has been so consistent on the bonus points. So I took a five there. Um, bonus points have really made a huge difference all the way around. Uh, Busio got a nine with that. Um, did he? I can't remember if he had an assist in there. He assisted yeah, he did in have like one the last, assist, one assist. last goal, yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, still, he got he put up four bonus points for you right there. Um, which, if they hadn't scored, would have still been fine given the way the week went. So bonus points are huge. Don't sleep on those. Um, one guy I was following for draft and I've kind of had him back burnered and I just like, this can't, this can't keep going, but Klimala for Red Bulls has been all over the place and setting things up. The assists are coming like crazy right now. And it seems like every week he's got another one. Um, he's not too terribly expensive in the game right now. Just one of those guys you're going to have to keep an eye on. We talk about Fabio being the, the potential scoring threat, but Klamala seems to be a little more consistent. So speaking of bonus points, he just stood out this week as another guy. When you're talking about a bad week, he got an 11. The Galaxy are one of those teams. Uh, they go as Chicharito goes. I it, It's bad as it is. They don't have anybody who can score when he's not on the field. They looked good against Kansas City for the most part. Um, Melia stood on his head for part of that game, but nobody could find a way to score for that team. Uh, when Chicharito's not out there, I don't see them as as big of a scoring threat. It's weird. They've been. I, I think Matt Doyle talked about it a little bit this week too. I didn't read his article, but that one just really got to me. I was like, I was shocked to see him scratched, and the, but I was happy because that meant a lot of clean sheet points for Kansas City. Too bad he couldn't make any transfers at that point. There's nobody to dump to bring those guys in. And then I think we've got to stop sleeping on Montreal to a degree. <clears throat> I know I lost one head-to-head. The only head-to-head I lost this week was because Montreal players uh, were all over the place. And then I lost my draft league game to the Montreal homer because he had three or four of their guys in there. Montreal, when they get those good matchups, they're putting up points and we've got to stop ignoring them because I think – I think there's some easy points to pick up throughout the weeks from them that we just keep missing. I had Mihailovic this week, so yeah. I'm kind of starting to not sleep on them. <laughs> Did he start or was he on your bench? Because I could Started. see them – okay, that that's that's a bit too rich for my blood. I mean, I could see them being switcheroo options because I don't know if it's they're not – to sleep on they haven't really had any blow away games they they did do well against the miami team with what higuain and then one of their other dps starting on the bench again that miami's just been horrible yeah. and and montreal's been switching things up a lot as well so i hear what you're saying but i don't know if it's don't sleep on them but 
maybe they've entered that realm of viable switcheroo options. Yeah. Maybe so that's, I, maybe that's the same thing we're saying, but yeah. Yeah. And what, it, what's really getting to me is it's not just Mihailovich and some of those guys, because their attacking points are coming from all over the place. It's their defenders. Those are who really burned me bad this week. And I know Miami's not scoring, but if Montreal was the team we have come to expect them to be, Miami should have scored in this game. And they're not. Um, and that's who keeps burning me. That's who I keep seeing put up the decent numbers is whether it's Diop, who is kind of a joke at times, but he's playing, he's played well, or Pantemis, who got the start this week. I mean, both goalkeepers have looked good at back there. The defense seems to be funneling the ball to them the way they need to. I don't know. I just, I see defenders topping this list other than Mihailovic. It's their defense. It's really, really standing out to me. I think that's fair. As, as Sam points out, three clean sheets in their last four games for, uh, for Montreal, those four games uh, being against, of course, Miami, Nashville, DC, and Chicago. So three of arguably the worst teams, Um, maybe two, maybe two. I don't know. I guess DC was in two, that two. DC was in that recovery area. So yeah. I guess that's what we'll say. D- DC has has switched things up. They're getting in. So we'll we'll do that. Nashville has some hiccups at times, but at least yes, two of arguably the worst teams at this time in that. But no, I think that's totally fair. And I would feel confident with a Montreal player as a switcheroo. I'm not where you are, Tyler, with with being comfortable starting one of them. But but that's just me. Uh, those of you listening, that's these are these are the ideas that are coming back at you. So you can weigh your own comfort level with your fantasy style and strategy. Tyler, your takeaway. So so I'm gonna just throw this out there since it was in my uh, my recap. Is Madran is good? Um, he's put up I think back to back 11s now, which is already an eye opener to put up those kind of numbers, but he might get overshadowed with the Jimenez return who's coming back from international duty. So I'm kind of like weary on this week if I want him or not. Um, And then going to what Blaine was talking about with Klamala, the Red Bulls look really strong right now. A lot of the times people are sleeping on the Red Bulls and I think instead of stop sleeping on Montreal, we need to stop sleeping on the Red Bulls. Absolutely. Like, I, it's definitely time to start buying into their players, especially since they're one of three teams with zero call-ups for this international window. The others being Austin and um, RSL. And then Atlanta are not good at all. <laughs> um, I actually had to ask some people on Discord because I read something. They are actually playing the same man-marking system as San Jose. So they are the San Jose of the East, in my opinion. Uh, Feel free to bash me there, but I mean, man marking doesn't seem to work in MLS. And I just think that San Jose has proved that. But, and then on top of all that, I'm going to say, don't read into this week. Like this was definitely an anomaly week where low owned players did really well and high owned players absolutely sucked. And lastly, um, it's pine season. So <laughs> not this week, not, not this week, next week, That's we're right. going to do pines. 
not this week. We, we should have, we just switched you around for the shows, but your schedule worked this week. Uh, we had a question from, from chat that said, why is Madran, why has he become good all of a sudden? Is there a position change or just what's contributed to that in your opinion? Um, I, I noticed these last couple games, I don't know if he has been in previous, but these last two games he's playing as the 10. So that could be a big indicator or it could be that Chicago's finally figuring out how to generate an attack as, as much as I don't want to say that because they are the dumpster fire but I mean they're figuring it out slowly in the attack so it could just be where he's playing as that 10 yeah it's Chicago is still weird for me and I, and I think you're right Atlanta being definitely on the struggling side right now it, it's hard to read into this game too much as well I mean they also had Aliceta who got that brace in this game I know Doyle was talking him up um but that's one to just everything's sort of a grain of salt with Chicago until it gets some bit more consistency to it I think because they have they've been more consistently poor than they have and I don't know if Atlanta is that good breakup maybe it's maybe it's the fire they needed but uh, I'm still a little wary about nice some of these Chicago pieces thank you <laughs> thank you uh, so as for myself, we had a question that came in from Leanne in between shows asking about uh, some of the formations for the top players in the game right now. And so I gave a quick because we were talking about if you wanted to have five in the back or with five midfielders, uh, depending on where you want to put your switcheroos. And for for most of the players who are in the top 10 of the league, uh, in, which includes uh, many people who have been associated with this show, I mean, Samurai Panda's there. Uh, Lee's there, HG's there. Those are guys who are leading in some of our of our leagues. So we got a lot of guys who are a lot of people who are within the MLS Fantasy Boss Network, uh, who are who are some of the top players. But most players in the top ten are running midfield heavy lineups. Um, if that is a three-five-two or a three-four-three, they're they're running lineups that have a heavy midfield focus. Um, usually, they are not so they're they're having the three defenders in the back. So they're either they're not even using those players as buys. They're putting some defenders on their bench, and they're usually putting a a buy player in their midfield or as a forward, and then using that that automatic rotation right there so they're not doing the the fantasy mullet with with the five in the back it, it tends to be more of this midfield focus which is what we've talked about a lot this year i know that's that's a play style i like because that's where you're going to have better access to bonus points better access to to goals and you get a bit you still get some of the clean sheet bonuses you just get more variety of bonus points i think that's what i'm going for you have you have more than just uh the passes for forwards and some of the defensive stuff for the defenders you get a little bit of both uh on all the sides and just better better chances at that so uh, that's what most people are going. I did not break down the exact formation, but most people are going three five two. Um, a couple people are four four twos, and I think there was one, like I said, was the the three four three. But most people are going the the three five two in their formation who are in the top. And this was just based on last week. I can no longer back in fantasy days past. You could actually go into a player, see their previous weeks, and see what their formations were. Uh, you can no longer do that, um, but top 10 players this week at least we're going mostly with a five-man midfield so there's that quick little takeaway uh also for me uh, dc as i mentioned have been steadily rising and if you have not already bought them or maybe you've just been limiting yourself to pines i mean now is the time i was i was a hair from going with 
Ola Kamara this week, but but I switched some things up. Um, I don't think he started. He didn't start. He didn't, but he got a goal. Uh, I didn't yeah. even I didn't check, but I ended up going with uh, with some other other picks. But I was I was considering Ola. I ended up going with uh, Gressel as my lone DC guy. The frustrating part about DC this week is they got seven goals and it was like nine seven different, different guys. Players. Exactly. They were they were all over the place. The a classic. With those of us who've been playing for a while, I called it. I would call this a classic Houston Dynamo, where it's like everybody is doing stuff, and it's hard to really hone in fantasy wise on who that goose is going to be. It's not just that; it's their sub came in and yeah. had a big game. Exactly. Exactly. I think, I think they had uh, four of their seven scores were subs. Yeah, and most of the subs that came in and scored, they scored a goal and they got an assist or whatever. Like the big points all came from the subs, and who actually would start a sub? Like you got lucky exactly. if you were going Ola Kamara and missed the lineup and left him in. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> but that's but that's a little bit of frustration. But things have definitely turned around for DC. I know that we've been sort of talking a bit more optimistically about them for the last few shows. It definitely showed uh, this week. They're on a buy, so you're not going to be looking at DC players. But it's a nice note to end on before we go back into uh, competitive games. So um, keep an eye on that. Uh, on the other side of that coin, if you are not targeting Toronto by this point, you need to target Toronto for, for fantasy points. I mean, they, their coach is gone. That's going to, it's sort of chaos there right now. Um, and yeah, it showed in this, in this DC game, definitely that I don't know if how much of this was quality of DC and their rebuild versus just the absolute chaos that is Toronto right now. So a little bit of both, maybe this is more about Toronto than DC, but, um, Bet on DC and start betting against Toronto if you have not already. I think They're... that do we have a stat on how teams do after they get a new coach though? Because I, I know there's a formation change and tactics tactics change. So I mean that that is the the big question mark. And the reason I I'm still comfortable targeting Toronto is is there's going to be a shift and people have been trying to get used to this new system, which is not, and maybe the coach is going to come in and go back to an old system that everyone's comfortable with. It's all going to work. But I mean, we've seen the Josie dysfunction there already. We've seen just Pozuelo hasn't been hitting in on, on, on all cylinders. And so there's, there's just a lack of cohesion right now. And I don't know if that just gets fixed immediately with an interim coach coming in and saying, everything's fine. Um, so I'm still comfortable targeting Toronto for, uh, from a fantasy point of view, especially when when you're looking at this week, they're going up against New England. That's, that's yeah, they're like, missing half the roster. Exactly, it's like you're, they're just set up to fail. It seems like this week, so they're they're probably when I build a team and I'm like, okay, blank up my team, add add heel. That's that's number one. It's probably not blank my team, add heel. Now add three if I replace Toronto. That's not where I'm at, but I'm definitely going to be like, add heel. Who's Toronto playing? Okay, let's see. So that's that's going to be part of my thought process when I'm when I'm going through a team build. Uh, next, I want to talk a little bit about Austin because, as we've mentioned, oftentimes the first year of an expansion team is usually rough. Austin had a great start, a little bit of rough, uh, but they did well in this last game. And uh, two players uh, to point out um, that you might want to keep an eye on: Dominguez and Fagundes. Uh, both had good scores. There's not a long track record of consistency. I think the last couple of games, they've both done well, but these are two players you can look at good fantasy value um, just for, for people going, if you want to go forward, who you could put on your bench. These are still solid switcheroo players in my book. 
of moving forward. But I, I will have to add, however, it has been Ring who has been the most consistent when it comes to bonus points. But he's a defensive midfielder, and so that means his ceiling is going to still be pretty low. And and I'm just I just don't know if I want to have Ring be my go-to Austin switcheroo player. Um, but so that's why it's nice to see people like Fagundes and Dominguez getting on that upswing because they have a much higher potential than somebody like ring usually does. Uh, and then my final one, I think you already touched on, I, I was saying, don't be fooled by the Chicago blip, but we've, we've touched on that. I think pretty well. I don't see anything else in chat. I think we covered most of that. Anything else you guys want to add before we move on? Anything you want to correct that any of us have said before we move on? Um, the only thing I would add is I think Fagundes, his goals per 90 and his points per minute in fantasy are astronomically high. He's just been a rotation guy a little bit. But when he plays, he's been really good. We just don't see enough of him. I think he's got a few goals this season already. And then he doesn't start a game. Like he gets he'll come in and do some stuff. I don't know. I just I'm not seeing enough of him regularly, but I think he's been I think his numbers are there when he actually plays. I just I'm looking at his stats. He's only subbed in one game, and it was the Minnesota game during a DGW. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I just maybe I'm off on that one because I think Stroud's numbers look pretty good, even though he's not playing as much either. It's just you want to see some consistency with these guys. Yeah, and that's why ultimately I still think Austin has been a, a solid switcheroo team. Um, but I think they've done a little bit better than lots of expansion teams have in the past when they haven't had this huge cash flash that, that some of the other successful teams, I mean, the, the Atlantas and the New Yorks and those, those sorts of players that I think they've done better than, than the last few have. The Seattle's. The Seattle's really well. Yeah, they are. And their, and their top fantasy points are coming. Their top three are their goalkeeper and two defenders. They're definitely much more like a Nashville. I think I would put Nashville in the same category as they had a well-built team. They had some solid fantasy switcheroo potential going in. And it's good to see that because they can, can be pretty budget friendly at times. They're, they're heads and shoulders above Minnesota when it first came in and above Cincinnati when it first came in. And so, so just as guy Sanchez would say, dumpster fires like that are, are things. They're not the automatically bet against sort of team. Okay, well, there's our recap. Let's move on to our housekeeping section. Okay, housekeeping section. First, congratulations to our league winners. The, this is the a uh, little bit switched to what we usually do because the MLS Fantasy Boss League and the Reddit League both have the same uh, leader leader this year instead of the MLS Fantasy Boss in the Discord the League. Uh, but Lee is winning in both MLS Fantasy Boss and the Reddit Classic Leagues. Samurai Panda is leading in our Discord Classic League. And then uh, Garth Butchers is still leading in our Patreon Open Classic League. So congrats to all of you. Um, more praise being lumped upon Garth right now, who is also leading in our Discord League, head-to-head -head league, the first time we actually have a true leader with a record of 10-0-0. And he is also leading in the Patreon head-to-head -head league with a score of 9-0-1 in those head-to-heads. So it's head-to-heads so, so good. So good. Uh, and undefeated, yes, in the Discord league. And then over to the MLS Fancy Insider 
experts invitational uh mito was winning last week he he dethroned skylar but now he is tied with uh sherry one of our longtime patreon supporters so they both have a record of 8 0 and 0 but mito has edged her out right now based on points so um but want to highlight both of those players right now long time long time friends moving on to this actual round round 11 starts wednesday july 7th at seven o'clock Eastern time. That's seven o'clock PM Eastern time. It's kind of a weird week. Uh, it starts with new England versus Toronto, but this is not a double game week. Usually when we have midweek games, especially a lot of midweek games, it's going to be a double game week. This is not, it's just a regular week with a whole bunch of Wednesday games. So you need to be ready and on your toes to make sure you're set. So New England versus Toronto, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when all this kicks off. This is not a double game week. Again, no double game week teams, but we have five teams who are out on a bye. We have D.C. United, thus don't pick Pines unless he's a switcheroo. Uh, We have Miami. We have Portland, Sporting Kansas City, and San Jose all out on a bye. So it should be very easy for you to be able to find switcheroo options this week with some of those scrub players. Let's see here. Uh, and now I want to highlight, uh, normally we have Blaine kind of lead us through the, the call-ups and injuries and, and anything like that. Uh, but Tyler has been doing a lot of work to help curate the, the MLS fantasy boss discord call-up absence injury list, whatever we're, whatever we're calling it, the giant sticky that we have, <laughs> the giant pin that we have of all of these little important missing players. Uh, so he's done a whole lot of work um, to help, especially with call-ups. And so Tyler, I'm going to turn it over to you right now to talk, I guess a lot of it's going to be gold cup, but we will be missing players this week. So who should everyone be aware of? Yeah. So the primary is gold cup and there is a huge list. It's pinned on the discord channel. Um, someone pinned, I think it was uh, Christian pin my big my big call up list, but notable teams that do not have anybody called up is Austin, the Red Bulls, and RSL do not have anyone until the Olympics start, and then Douglas Martinez is leaving. The big notables. Do you want me to just run through all the players or the big? Um, I mean, if you want to see all the players, you can definitely head over to Discord. I think definitely give the ones that uh, are that people would potentially like spoiler Zardes might be one that you'd be looking at, but U S international team call up. So, uh, Atlanta's missing their whole defense, Uh, (laughs) including their goalkeeper. Yeah. Guzan Bello and miles Rob are going to be gone. And then Barco will leave at a later date for, uh, Olympics. So Atlanta are getting even worse. Um, Colorado, the big names are Vines, Kellen Acosta, and Lewis, who have all been starters. Um, So their midfield is going to be a little weaker than normal. Houston is missing a whole load of players. Columbus is missing a whole load of players, including Zardes, Room, Molino. Those are their main starters that will be missing. LA Galaxy is missing just about everyone. Uh... The Santos, Alvarez, Juan Carlos Gonzalez, and Fisher. Gonzalez and Fisher are not starters, but they will be missing. I'm not sure on Legette. Um, I heard from the um, 
from some Discord people that on the Galaxy podcast, they said he's available this week and then leaving after the game. And the same is going to be with Alex Roldan for Seattle. Minnesota, not really missing anyone important. Nashville will be out Zimmerman and Johnston and Godoy. Zimmerman is the big one there. New England is going to miss their goalkeeper, Turner. Another goalkeeper gone is Blake. And DK is also leaving. Christian Roldan is gone for Seattle. That'll be a big one. Don't really need to worry about SKC because they're on a bye. And then Lawrence, Osorio, Luria, Akinola, and Zabaleta. All starters are going to be missing for Toronto. Anything else to add, Blaine? No, that's a pretty comprehensive list of everybody who's up. I haven't been able to check the injuries with the holiday weekend, so I don't have an update on that, but that list is out there. Oh, also, the Ecuador players are coming back in Ariaga Mendez for Orlando and Palacios for LAFC. Peru did just lose Copa America, so I don't think they'll be available this week, but they'll be available the following. I want to do a quick clarifier just because we get the double name. You said that Christian Roldan is definitely out, but Alex Roldan will likely leave after the game. Correct. Correct. Christian, the midfielder, is 100% out. Alex, the defender, is going to be probably available this week, gone next week. Definitely a a, uh, lineup check before solidifying that player for your team, though. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. Again, if you want to check this out, you can head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel. It's a fantastic community. We've had several of the members and admins on the show this week. Uh, The easiest way to be able to join that community is to head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com. At the top of the page, there is a a Discord link, and that will take you to the, the page with all the information and a static link for how to find the community and, and join. Now, you do have to download a client, or at least it's a lot better if you download a client, uh, but it's it's a fantastic group. Over 700 people play some of the top names in MLS Fantasy. We have lots of subgroups and, uh, and interests as well. So it's it's more than just MLS Fantasy. It's, it's all kinds of fantasy and fun chat all year round. So check it out. All right. So let's now get to talking about the players who we want to target for round 11, which with hope will be much better than round 10. Okay, let's start out talking about the players for round 11. Who are the, or what are the most promising games that you guys are looking at? Ashley says that she's looking forward to New England versus Toronto. Of course, I think that's sort of the consensus for everyone this week is let's let's try to exploit that. Uh, but she's also looking forward to Nashville versus Atlanta. And I, and I dare say, Tyler, that that is because they are missing all of their defense, I believe, is how you, yep. is how you phrase it. All of their defense. It. They're the San Jose of the East. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much. There's so much you can just pile on there. Um, They also might be out Jamar, and their injury list is so extensive. Sorry, Patrick. Um, So, yeah, those are definitely two games. Blaine, do you have any other games you'd like to add to that list? Um, Given the call-ups, I think Montreal versus New York City is one where you could find some points. And uh, what was my other one? Uh. Colorado, or no, not not Colorado. Um, no, I think that was the only one I had. I can't remember okay. what the other one was. Tyler, what about you? Um, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and say Colorado and Mini. 
I think Colorado's just missing too many pieces, and Minnesota's only going to be gone. Um, St. Clair, who isn't even their starter. So I think Mini has a good shot. And then I like the Red Bulls versus Philly because Philly is down two of their big players, and Red Bulls don't have anyone gone. Yeah, I, I love what you were talking about with Red Bulls earlier in the show, so I hope we can touch on some of them later. Uh, I, I like a lot of those games. I, I agree with Ashley. I think New England, Toronto, Nashville, Atlanta are going to be two of, of the big ones that people are focusing on uh, this week uh, with teams. I am going to give a little uh, selfish shout-out, and I will be at the Cincinnati-Columbus game. I think I've been teasing this for the last few weeks, but I'm definitely going to be at the Cincinnati-Columbus Hell is Real Derby this weekend. If uh, you are a Cincinnati or Columbus fan who has listened to the show and you would like to say hello, happy to do that. Uh, feel free to look for me. I'm not going to be in the supporter section. We've got some uh, some seats in a different section uh, on the sideline. I like that view a bit better myself, but uh, we'll be at that game. So I'm excited for that game, though I expect that we will lose. So, but it will uh, be fun. Come on. Be, I mean, on, they're, they're missing. They're, maybe I, I'm hope I'm hoping for not lose. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. But but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I will be at that game, so I'm definitely looking forward. Let's to make it. our uh, first official book it and say, since uh, he will not lose, book it. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need some sort of fun fantasy. Like we don't want to take guarantee. That was that was definitely been bears. We need to find uh, something else and and figure it out but uh, send those suggestions to us if you have a little saying that we should do let's move on to keepers and defenders and clean sheet chances blaine who are you looking at yeah um definitely looking at nashville uh for clean sheet on this one uh kind of like seattle especially if ariaga is coming back um i think their their defense is going to be intact um kind of like columbus on a clean sheet in this one i just they've had so much rotation even with their guys that are going to be gone they've had so much rotation i think any number of their guys can just step in and fill in it doesn't matter who's starting they've got a solid defense there it, it may be a long shot on the road but i don't i don't like a lot of the defenses this week especially with absences that's where goals come from um, rivalry and, matchups are a thing, though. You never yeah, know in rivalries. Yeah. Yeah, so not a lot. So um, Keeper, um, if I'm spending the money, it, I'm thinking I may go uh, Stuber into Willis this week with the Keeper Room. Um, I don't know. I, I like the way Austin's been playing. LAFC has not been hitting like you would expect still. And even if they start to hit, um, this is one of those where Stuber's bonus point production could really pay off in that first game. You could be looking at a five or a six and giving up a goal or two for him just with the way his season has gone. So I don't think that's a bad one. And then I like Willis is probably one of my best keepers of the week. Um, with that, you, you're kind of torn. I'm going with um, a Seattle defender. Depends on who's back. I've got Yamar in there now, but it depends on who's back and who starts. Alex Roldan could be a good one to throw in there. Um, I'm looking at Beasler for the bonus points again. I really think that could be a difference maker this week. And then right now I've got Mensa in there for my one Columbus pick, but that could easily get switched around a little bit depending on what I see during lineups. That's the last game of the week. So 
I've got a, there's a ton of time to look at things and see who rests because this is, this is a Wednesday game. A lot of these are Wednesday games. So you've got short turnaround from the weekend. Um, not quite a double game week thing, but you could see some of that double game week rotation coming into a Wednesday game for players that are known to pick up injuries or have a little bit of tired legs. There is a long break after this, so it's not like they're going to have to, they're resting for another game on Saturday, but you could see some rotation. So I'm going to be watching for that. All right. Ashley is looking at Knighton from New England with a uh, keeperoo switch over to Cleveland from Seattle. Uh, and then for defenders, she's looking at by uh, from New England, Lovitz from Nashville, Roldan from Seattle, and Cascante from uh, Austin. Tyler, who are you looking at? Um, I think the consensus is a uh, Stuver goalkeeper for the front end of a keeperoo. So I have Stuver there, and then going into Cornell. Oh, my, my camera's going whack. Um, but, yeah, I'm going into Cornell there, and I usually like to double up on my goalkeepers with um, a defender. So right now I have Beasler, and I think that's going to be a lock. Um, Lovitz for Nashville. I have Jones or I have Jones right now for New England, but that could easily switch to Duncan for um, the Red Bulls if I need to go Cornell. Mm-hmm. And then I like Cameron this week for Cincy because he's he's just generating so many bonus points. That is and true. if they do happen to clean sheet, since Columbus is missing a lot of attack, that's adding on to all those bonus points. Yeah, I uh, I like what you guys were thinking. I was looking at Cleveland myself and somebody else. Um, so I don't know if I'll do like a Stuver Cleveland or I, I'm, I haven't really been happy with. Um, I I am like you, Tyler. I like to match up a goalkeeper with with a defender, and I haven't really set on on which team I want to match with yet. So sort of depending on if I like Nashville or. New England or Seattle more for a clean sheet is probably who I'll end up going with as the first part of my uh, switch route. And I haven't decided on my second one yet, but yeah, I, I think, I think Stuver is the easy one um, by far for this week. Just they, they play relatively early. They'll he'll work with a player. I mean, New England plays at seven. Austin plays at nine. You can easily do the switcheroo there. So um, it's a sweet spot. And then with uh, Nashville playing on Thursday, um, and the Red Bulls playing Thursday, the ones that, that you mentioned, those are those are easy easy people to pivot. So, um, yeah, I'd say New England or Austin are definitely the first part of the switcheroo for most people. As far as defenders, you guys mentioned everyone that I've really, really been considering. Um, well, I hadn't, I hadn't really been thinking about Cameron myself, but you do make a very good point about bonus points for him. Um, but, yeah, I was looking at a New England player, Seattle player, a Nashville player as far as probably the only three. I don't know if I would go with with four or not. I may have some switcheroo options, but those are the three teams I was targeting for for my defenders. Let's move on now to midfielders. Uh, Ashley likes Heal. She likes Nani. She likes Leal over at Nashville. She likes uh, JP over in Seattle and potentially Fragapane. Uh, I think she put a question mark there because she was still a little unsure about 
maybe suspensions or what was going on um, at the time. Since then, MLS has come out with its uh, report that it did look into some of the racism accusations from the Minnesota Portland game a couple of weeks ago, uh, and they have found no fault. So uh, if there's any apprehension about a potential suspension, uh, that seems to be gone. So Frager Payne does still, I would still say is, is probably the preferred Minnesota midfielder, but I'll uh, let Tyler mention maybe a difference of opinion uh, and who he is looking at. Yeah, I have a uh, Leal heel. It's kind of a tongue twister there. Leal heel. Um, I like Reynoso more than Fragapane simply because <sighs> Reynoso is just Reynoso. Like he, he that's that's hardly <laughs> a reason. <laughs> um, you you can look at um like his stats last year compared to now, I feel like, yes, Fragapane is kind of overshadowing him and he's taking some of the set pieces, but any one of these, any one of these games, Reynoso can just pop off. And I think that this feels like one of those games where he can do that. Um, I currently have Madrian in my team. After all that talk, talking him up, I feel like I have to have him in my team. Uh, and then I have JP currently. But I also am considering Caceres, who's putting up, like, a lot of nines lately. I think he has, like, most of his games have been nines in this season, which is ridiculous. Yeah, Caceres Jr. from Red Bulls. Um, and then Fragapane I've considered, and Alex Ring I've considered just for a floor. Uh, Blaine, who are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I've got most of the same names floating around my list. I think you're you're kind of going to get to a consensus top four with Heal, Leal, Nani, and JP. I just, I think those four have been punching enough this season that you're going to go with them given the matchups they have. I like Mihailovic on the bench play this week. Um, New York City's missing a few players and that defense can be suspect at times. Uh, Castro's juniors is another great shout. Um, if he's back and healthy, which I know he missed a little bit of time with an injury. Um, Played last game and got nine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, he was back for that week. So hopefully he can keep it going. And yeah, he's another one that's going to be hard to ignore. I do get a little worried against going against Philadelphia though. I know Blake won't be there, but I still get a little nervous going against Philadelphia that the, the core of that defense is still going to be intact. And that's, that can make it, uh, backup goalkeeper look really good and so that I mean, that makes me pause I think there are some other matchups that are probably a little better mm-hmm. but it it's really hard to go with that and I think since we're kind of all uh piling up on the same guys I think your Krylock Rusnak debate can come about this weekend too if you want to go with the road midfielder Vancouver is so hit or miss on defense um, if you're looking for a differential or somebody else for the bench, maybe a little cheaper, don't like something, I I really think you could get one there in that in that RSL lineup. Uh, I myself have been, uh, yeah, Heal, Jao Paolo, um, and Leal are are three that that I'm going to agree with. I, I've seen some people mention Mukhtar in in chat. I I like Leal. I, I just I just like watching him play more. Sometimes I feel like he can be a bit more, more dangerous. I don't know. Maybe that's just a personal 
Uh, I think he's also splitting set pieces with Levitt. I don't think Mukhtar's on the set pieces. Okay, that's that's yeah. good. I, I don't know. I, I, I've i just liked Leo more from when I've watched that, that he's been the player I've been attracted to. That being said, I mean, Mukhtar is definitely quality. It seems like one or the other tends to go off. They rarely both go off at the same time. So if you're looking back mm-hmm. during the double game week, Mukhtar was, was doing well. Come back on to this game against Philadelphia. It was Lille who did better. So um, I personally like like Lille. When you look at their their prices, Lille is also a million cheaper. So if you are still working with a budget, that, that might be more budget friendly. And I don't feel like there's a loss of fantasy value with that. Uh, but I think that's a classic. Go whichever one your gut's going with, whichever one you – I think Lille's more of the chalk pick. Uh, that tends to be the name that that most of us have gravitated to, but I like him. I'm looking at Fragapain. Um, I see what you say about Reynoso, Tyler, but but I do like Fragapain and his potential what he can awful offer. And I have um, Caseros Jr. in my team right now. I I like him a lot for what he's been able to do with bonus points and and with scoring with with the Red Bulls. He was a third player put on my team. When I started doing the lineups, of course, like I said, I start with Yield. I think I, I forget who I did second, but I know that um, I might have done some more New England players when I was just like, maybe he was my fourth player. Give me three New England players and then who else? Uh, but yeah, Red Bulls was definitely someone I wanted to go up. I was a little worried about being against Philadelphia, but like you say, Blake being gone, I think is definitely uh, a big, a big hit for them. And Red Bulls have just been doing so well this this year that uh, I think they're they're worth having at least one player on your team. I think uh, Donuts mentioned something like Blake has a negative four four and a half expected goals again. So he's taken oh away four and a half goals in what twelve games. It's pretty ridiculous for a goalie. Yeah. Um there there are a few other definite good midfield picks I think you could look at. Blaine, I think you hit the switcheroo option there with with looking at Real Salt Lake. Um, there's definitely some potential there. I think you could go with with some Austin guys, but they definitely would need to be a switcheroo. Uh, I'm not sure about Ring just because he's he's a defensive mid, and I'm looking for more of a of the boom, not necessarily the floor. Uh, Orlando makes a lot of sense. Um, I think Nani Nani is a quality player. Uh, even on the road, that that's a good. He's just not. I, I like some of these other guys better for their potential points, um, and I and I like the Montreal, the Montreal pick there uh, against New York City. That that could be an interesting game. A bit better of a test, I think, that they've had in the last few. But uh, yeah, lots of lots of good options right there. Let's see here. Looking to chat real quick. Yeah, I think we hit hit the high points there. So let's move on to our forwards. Who are you considering, Tyler? Um, Bo was like the second player on my team, so it was like I opened my team, heal Bo, and then I looked <laughs> at the rest. Um, because it's Toronto, and yeah. even if the even though I was like playing devil's advocate with the new coach, I feel like Bo is in form right now and he should tear them apart. Um, and then Cadiz was one of my first picks, also. I think he's back. I'm pretty sure he was at least a sub this last game. Um, and against uh, the San Jose of East, uh, he should be a pretty good pick. And my 
it's it's like kind of leans in towards switcheroos here, but I have Tesho. He's just sitting on my bench. Tesho Akindele. Um, I like his matchup, but I'm weary of like just that whole game. Like I look at that game and I can't pinpoint where points are gonna be, but I know there will be points. And then I've considered who knew, but I don't think he's done enough to get on my team yet. That's fair. No, that's fair. I went with him last week and it did not pay out for me like I had hoped. Blaine. Yeah. Um, forwards is fun this week. I think Bo was the first one I put in my team as well for a forward. Um, Toronto's just that bad. I think you, ha- you have to have whoever's starting at forward for New England. It should be Bo given the way he's played. But if there is some rotation, just switch it out. You'll be saving money if you do. Um, I'm going back to uh, Klamala, I think. I've got him in there as a placeholder right now for Red Bulls. I don't know. I. It's tough to decide on that. Definitely a bench play if I do that. And then the other one, I like Cadiz, but he got seven minutes last week, and he hasn't played in about a month. I think he had an injury in some international. So instead of him, I've got CJ Sapong in there. Mm. Uh, 5.2, he's, he's been the starter. He's got a goal and an assist in his last three games, just one of each. So not a huge thing, but at, four po- or at 5.2, he's not a huge investment for that. And we're looking at the matchup again here. I think playing against a depleted Atlanta, This, if anybody's going to go off or if there's a time where a guy that's trying to prove he can start still in the league is going to go off, this is a game where he should really tear it up. If Cadiz plays, I mean, I'm definitely switching to Cadiz on this one. He'll yeah. he'll tear it up even more. But I think Sapong is is set up to really take advantage of this team of this matchup. So I you want whatever starter is coming in for Nashville, but I've got to throw Sapong out there just because I think it's going to be him. I definitely agree with that. Whoever's starting, I'm on forward. I'm going to have with Nashville. <laughs> Piling in right there. Uh, you're making me rethink some of my forward picks right now, guys. Uh, Ashley likes Rui Diaz, Carlos Vela, and Carlos Vela, and uh, Fabio from the New York Red Bulls. There we go. Uh, for myself, I was looking at Bo. He was another one of the top players that I had. And uh, now I'm just rethinking everything. I mean, I, I hadn't really decided on that third player yet. I had a, I had a, I had a 4.0 scrub as I was still kind of thinking. I had considered Vela. Um, but, but that was really just like an, a placeholder kind of dropped in there. Um, but you guys have given me a lot to think about some of this. Mostly for me, it was Bo. I was like, I wanted Bo uh, against Toronto. And so I'd be even fine if I decided to go with one forward if it was him. But uh, I think if you have Stuver, you can't go Vela. You can either go one that's or fair. the other. No, that's fair. You're betting against that. But I didn't have Stuver at the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't have Stuber right now, but maybe I'll throw in Stuber and swap out Vela to see about uh, freeing up some cash to move around. I don't even know how many points I have, but somehow right now I'm negative 1.9 million to fit full around with that. To fool around with that. Too expensive taste. Let's go on to our switcheroo options. I know we've mentioned uh, for you, uh, uh, Ashley was liking uh, basically Chicago players so she was liking and some Montreal players she was looking at Alaseda and at uh, Mihailovic for, for Montreal Blaine yeah I mean Sapong was my first one there yeah. um, talked about him uh, Tommy McNamara if you want to go three in the attack for New England 
Um, given a couple of the absences, he may get the start again. Uh, I think he had a four or a five last week, which isn't bad for his price. But you throw him in against this Toronto team that's going to be missing so many players. Um, if you really want to triple up, I think he's your third to, third New England player in the attack you would want to look at. And then I've got Tesho out there. I I like the matchup. I just I don't know that I'll be able to fit in an Orlando attacker like that outside of Nani. But I do like this matchup. And DK is out, so it should be Tesho getting the start. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bounce off that, too. I'll let you... I'll let you say Tesho. Um, I'm actually going to mention if he starts, this is a big if he starts, but Benji Michelle could be a decent pick since he has the wheels against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Taddy Castellanos is a decent shout against Montreal. He's had some good games in the past. He could pop at any moment. So I think he's at least a good shout. Peppy for Dallas is in form right now. As much yeah. as I don't like to say that, he's like, he's killing the game right now, and he could be a decent switchery there. And when you started mentioning uh, secondary mids for New England, I thought of Tristison if he starts since Buchanan is out. He kind of plays that area where he could be a decent switch. Yeah, for me, I already alluded to it, Blaine, you mentioned it. I think Vancouver and RSL are sort of the ideal match for switcheroos. Mm -hmm. Uh, Either team that you want to go with, in this case, they're, I I think Vancouver's playing its whole games at RSL. Is that right? I remember that correctly. Um, They're they're not going back to Vancouver. So um, I think either one of those teams give you some options, depending on who you want to go with. I don't. Maybe RSL's on the upside right now. Vancouver's done a little bit better this last couple of games, though, so fairly even match right there. But pick your pony, whichever horse you want to go with, um, either, either side. You could probably find a good midfielder right there, maybe a forward as well as uh, just a little cheap budget switch that you put on your bench. And finally, guys, let's talk Captain Blaine. Is it even a question at this point? <laughs> is it is it ACG? Are we at that point? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know that we're at that point, but we just saw DC, which is a much weaker team, drop seven on Toronto. Oh, yeah. I, you're going heel against Toronto without a doubt. Is this the week that we break MLS and there's like a 10-goal game? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the week where a player can get a hat trick and get three assists at the same time? It very much could be. This is the this will be the game that he'll cements himself as the uh, MVP of the league. So yeah, Heal is my captain. Um, I've thought about Leal, but I think you always have to captain Heal at this point. And uh, Ashley agrees. She says, maybe heal if I forgive him for last week, which means she's going to go with heal. Uh, and I already have it on heal as well. Um, I don't even have a secondary captain option for this week. I guess potentially, Tyler, we could go with your and just say someone from Nashville to go up against the San Jose of the East. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to we'll get that trending, San Jose of the East. That's what we're going to do. Um, but no, I, don't, I mean, I don't like anybody better 
then heal just with the struggles of Toronto, the call-ups from Toronto, and the power that New England still has. So I, I think it's it's hand down. Makes Ashley's captain's article easy this week. So um, or maybe hard if she has to think of some couple other places. So I don't see anything else in, uh, yes, a, a very funny Captain Brad Smith in chat. Um, <laughs> looks like Shannon's at ACG for always Captain Heel. Um yeah, I think that's where we're at. I will do one quick little thing. I was on uh, Holding the Highline podcast with uh, um, Matt last week for the Colorado fans who, who were listening, and I did badmouth Barrios because I, I'm just not a fan of Barrios because he never performs well for me. So, of course, he scored a goal last week. Uh, and props out to Matt for not adding me on Twitter as soon as that happened, which I thought was going to happen immediately. But um, – <laughs> Because I said it's it's ACG and for me it's MPB, so I never pick Barrios and he and he goes and scores. Which I mean that's it. That's because I didn't pick him. And if I was to add him for every other game for the rest of this year, he would never score again. And that's just how it works. That's to my be fair. Opinion. He uh he looked really good against Brad Smith in that game. Smith well, like couldn't do anything against him. He looks really good like two times a year. And it's long enough for like fantasy players to, to end up having him in their team for like six or seven games. And then they're like, uh, and then he'll do it again. So that's, that's my, he's a fine player. I, I have nothing against Barrios. It's just, he is just that one player. I think all fantasy players have that one guy that you just never seem to sync up with when you want him yep. in your team. Like he scores, and you're like, I don't want to follow the points. And then maybe he has a decent game. You're like, okay, maybe this is an upswing and you get him and he gets like a two. And you're like, that crap. Was, that was me with Ibra last year. Last year, <laughs> two years ago. I don't two know years what ago. it was, but every time I grabbed him, he didn't get anything. Whenever I didn't have him, Ibra popped off. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm going to just hold him for the rest of the year. <laughs> that was David Villa for Mike whenever he was here. So Mike, it would be like, Mike's like, I'm picking David Villa. So you all should not. That was, that was how it works. So, yeah, that's just how Barrios has been for me for forever. Like ever since I've played fantasy and Barrios has been an option. Just never, never sunk. We've never been fat to go. There it is. All right. Well, that's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much to everyone who joined us in the live stream and who's listening to us on the podcast. And don't forget game start on Wednesday. So be sure to have your teams lined up. We'll be doing some big drops of content on Fantasy Boss. Be sure to get the chat at Discord. Tyler, what do you have for us? Uh, shout out to um, Eric and chat. And then I'll give a shout out to black and red in discord just because of um our little friendly banters and bets that we do back and forth and then donuts for making me captain lucho last week (laughs) (laughs) blaine what about you uh nothing for me this week uh we're gonna give uh, the quick shout out for ashley just to to keep her son in your thoughts he's not like super sick it sounds like it's just a stomach bug so but just she's definitely dealing with the heat and a sick kid and all the crazy stuff that's going on up there right now. So just, just keep her in your mind. Uh, as for me, again, check out MLSFantasyBoss.com. We'll have some of our content drops as quick as we can this week. Um, the podcast will go up. I've got the uh, the ELO power rankings and, and predictions getting prepped. We'll touch base with Christian to help get out the Discord poll as well. Again, uh, please feel to vote vote in that poll. That is that is the your community's thoughts that's your peanut gallery giving you the rankings we'll compare those to skylars at some point and just see how we do uh against that but head over there to that community to the discord to the reddit to mlsfancyboss.com uh, and just get involved in this community it's a fantastic community it's such a pleasure to be uh able to be associated with all of you wonderful people so thank you so much 
for doing all that. Uh, we had a one quick question in chat about where to find the call-ups. It's pinned in the Discord. So when you go to the main MLS chat in Discord, near the top of the screen, there should be a little pin, like a thumbtack, a little thumbtack pin icon, uh, P-I-N, not P-E-N, little, little thumbtack icon. And when you click on that, it should drop down a little expandable screen that shows some important posts that have been pinned by moderators and admins. And the link to the Google Doc should be there for you to be able to find those drop downs. You do have to join Discord to do that. So be sure to head over and do that, mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord, the easy way to do that. That's all that we have for you tonight. With all that being said, good luck. Thank <laughs> you.